This podcast is brought to you by Touch a Life. Hello everyone, welcome to Tile Radio and this is me RJ Sankhya hosting through the interview today. So let me start today's show with an interesting question. What activity has the power to uplift spirits, improve physical strength and foster emotional well-being all while creating a unique bond between humans and horses? The answer lies in the remarkable work of REIN Therapeutic Riding Program which is also called as RAIN for short. So established with a mission to provide therapeutic horseback riding and equine-assisted activities to individuals with disabilities, RAIN is dedicated to empowering and transforming lives through the healing power of horses and many other varieties of recreational therapies. So RAIN opens doors to a world of opportunities for individuals with special needs. And right now, I am sure that you are curious to know more about this unique organization. So today's guest is going to guide us through the organization and let us know more about the work of RAIN. And that is Caitlin Seward, Executive Director of RAIN. So Caitlin's unwavering dedication and passion for empowering individuals with disabilities have been instrumental in driving RAIN's success and expanding its reach. Caitlin started volunteering in 1993 and became an instructor in 2001 and became their program assistant in 2013 and now is currently the executive director of RAIN. And her tireless efforts in leading RAIN and creating a nurturing environment where individuals with disabilities can thrive are truly commendable. And I know you're looking forward to learn more about her work and the profound impact RAIN has on the lives of participants. So without further ado, let me welcome Caitlin Seward onto the show. Hello, Caitlin. How are you doing? Hi, good morning. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. So first of all, tell us something about yourself and how you landed up at RAIN's organization. So, um, I am currently the executive director here at Reigns Therapeutic Horsemanship Program. I actually started volunteering here when I was 11 years old. So, I have spent most of my life involved with this wow. program. So, it's, it's actually been about two-thirds of my life, actually. So, I uh, grew up volunteering here. I came to uh, get some time with the horses, fell in love with the clients that we serve, um, and, and you know, the staff that's here, basically like working with family. So I actually um, allowed it to steer my life and I got my bachelor's degree in uh, kinesiology so that I could learn more about the horse and the rider and why that works um, with this form of therapy. And then I uh, later got my master's in business so that I could take on um, the administrative side of this business. So um, it's been a really fun journey. I can't wait to see what uh, is to come for our program, but to see it quadruple in size in the last 25 years has been phenomenal. Great. So this is quite a long time you've worked here, right? That's wonderful. So what are the core mission and vision of RAINS? And also, before we go, could you expand the word RAINS? The word RAINS is actually an acronym. It's Riding, oh. Emphasizing Individual Needs and Strengths. And that is uh, the actual name of our 501c3 nonprofit. So 
Um, we shorten it down because that's a very long <laughs> title um, yeah. to RINGS Therapeutic Horsemanship Program. And what we do is we offer therapeutic riding to those with disabilities. And um, it's a whole range of disabilities. Our youngest is two, our oldest is in their 80s. Uh, won't give us an exact age, but <laughs> that's okay. Um, and what we do is we integrate uh, different forms of therapeutic techniques into our riding lessons. So our participants come and many of them are not really fully aware that they are getting therapy and we take the uh, consultations of our occupational therapists, physical therapists, the speech and language therapists, and behavioral therapists and we integrate many of their practices into our riding lessons to make it as beneficial as possible for our clients. So um, primarily our focus, our mission has been in mounted activities uh, serving the disabled community. We are actually expanding that focus to uh, incorporate mental health uh, and learning into our program. And those are unmounted sessions. So it's more um, faceted around uh, horsemanship and self-awareness. Um, building uh, boundaries, healthy boundaries, socialization, and we work with um, those that have uh, some mental diagnoses, veterans, active duty, military, first responders, as well as uh, foster youth and displaced youth with trauma. So our mission has expanded a great deal in the last uh, six months, but you know, we're in the infant stages of our um, mental health programming, but it's expanded and we're pretty excited to see how it grows. Great. So uh, I'm curious as who came up with the idea of combining therapy with horse riding. Uh, and can you also tell us how exactly does that work? Yeah, so this industry is relatively a young industry. It's um, the name of the industry is Equine Assisted Services, and that has evolved over the past 50 years. Um, however, for ages, horses have been used in a therapeutic atmosphere. Um, the umbrella association that we work under is PATH International, and they were uh, first founded as NARA um, and I you know I can't remember exactly the year that they were founded I want to say it was around the 70s so most programs Reigns is you know turning 40 this year and most programs are around the same age as Reigns so it's been evolving over the 40 years uh, to take a uh, recreational activity and integrate therapeutic benefits is a, a newer idea. Um, and you can see it expanding, you know, there's uh, kayaking, they do uh, adaptive surf camps, they do, you know, all kinds of different activities that are recreational and then you throw the therapy aspects into it and it becomes a whole health kind of beneficial um, uh, program. So um, the idea of taking a horse and putting a child with a disability on a horse is it seems a little crazy I'm not gonna lie it seems a little crazy to some people that don't know horses but um, when you learn that a horse is a prey animal and that they operate on the same uh, wavelength as somebody who's um, suffering with 
or living with, I should say, a disability or diagnosis, uh, there's a lot of the same characteristics. You know, many people that have a diagnosis are more aware of what's going on around them and how the world is perceiving them. Naturally, a horse is a prey animal, has to do that to survive. So you can take kind of those two worlds and put them together to strengthen each other. So when you put a rider on a horse that is compromised, the horse is going to take care of that rider and that rider is going to take care of that horse. And the rider is going to say, hey, I got your back. I'm looking around too and I'm going to tell you if there's danger. The horse is going to say, okay, I'm going to carry you. And I'm going to take you to places that you can't go on your own. And I'm going to watch for these dangers as well. And I'm going to get us out of there if we need to. Um, it's, a, it's a different idea, but I think recreational therapy is evolving and it's exciting. And um, the research is showing that therapeutic horsemanship and therapeutic horseback riding are pretty innovative, innovative ideas. Um, there's a couple universities that are doing uh, studies as of right now. There's the Temple Grading Center at uh, the University of Colorado. They are doing primarily with autism, um, but then there's the University of Tennessee in Murfreesboro that's done studies in veterans with PTSD. There's a couple programs up um, in the uh, New Hampshire area that are also doing uh, studies on veterans with PTSD. So it's, it's exciting. We're in an exciting time in this industry. The research is really coming around. Wonderful. So are there any specific criteria or eligibility requirements for individuals to benefit from the foundation service? And also, if yes, how can they reach out for your help, like, you know, to avail the services? Okay, yeah, so our participants for the mounted programs, um, you need to have a physician's referral form that um, allows us to understand the diagnosis or disability that the participant is living with. Uh, that allows us to give a safe recommendation for horses and, and you know integrations and all of that. Um, and it can be anybody with a di diagnosis of any kind for the mounted activities. For the unmounted, it's primarily mental health. So you need to be able to stand, walk around, um, move around these animals safely uh, on uneven uh, surfaces because we are in an arena and you're on the ground. Um, so mobility is a concern there. Uh, if you are interested in these services, if you want to just reach out to reinsprogram.org, uh, that's our website, you can reach out to me directly, Caitlin at reinsprogram.org, uh, via email, or you can call our offices. We are everybody's best friend, so 760-731-9168. Just give us a call, chat with us about uh, what you're living with, and we can get you going. Great. So. Tell us about your favorite uh, success story, if you have any, and you know, any good story which has transformed someone's life in uh, range therapeutic riding. There's, you know, there's so many stories. I've been here for so long. There's so many stories that are truly inspirational. Um, hence why I've been here for so long. It's very rewarding to work in this type of environment. You're outside, you're with horses, you're with uh, people who are excited to be where they're at. Um, so there are so many. One that uh, really s will stick with me forever 
was our first wounded warrior that we had come and ride. And he um, was in the army, special forces in the army, and he actually was shot in the head. Still had the bullet in his brain. Um, still does to this day, actually. And he came down to ride on the first week that my husband was being deployed to Iraq. Um, so on an emotional level, it was it was very impactful for me because I was going through such a, a time in my life. And he came down and started writing that week, told me his story. And you want to talk about humbling. That was, it was one of the most emotional sessions I've ever had because his story of the combat that they were in and how he got shot in the head. Uh, two other of his comrades were killed. Um, the rest of them were okay. Um, and he came home a very different person than when he left. You know, I see him as a superman, just like my husband, you know, somebody who's willing to give their life for our country. And he sees himself or saw himself as a broken man, somebody who was half of the person that he was when he left. And um, he had a hard time with his speech. He couldn't see the right field of vision out of both eyes. So he actually brought me some glasses down that he had painted um, on the lens so that I could put them on and see what his vision is. And that was pretty cool. Um, so he could, had a hard time seeing, he couldn't hear out of one ear, and he couldn't feel the whole right side of his body. However, he was functioning physically very well. So we put him on a horse. And when your body is sitting on a moving animal, it has to compensate in ways that we aren't even aware of for balance, rhythm and timing, um, you know, neuromuscular signals are being sent to the brain uh, at rates that we don't, you know, we take for granted. And his body was doing it um, so well that I couldn't understand that he didn't feel half of his body. He rode with us for years. He actually also volunteered in the program, um, sidewalking with many of our students. Uh, when he was in the hospital at Walter Reed, they gave him a booklet of, um, he had a hard time finding his words, certain verbs or uh, verbiage that he wanted to use. So they gave him a booklet with pictures of things and he would flip to the page and point to what it was he wanted or needed. And he actually brought that book down and worked with some of our students using his book. And it was so cool because he was able to help them in a way that we couldn't as professionals because he'd been there, done that. And he was here was this superhero to many of our young kids, helping them, you know, while they're learning to talk as well. So um, he is close to my heart and, and will be forever. He and his wife have relocated. He no longer rides in our program, but um, my goodness, that the way he uh, impacted my life personally and professionally, I'll never forget him. So that's just one story. But, you know, most, all of our riders, you know, we see them more than we see most of our extended family. We are helping them through some of the most challenging times in their lives and uh you know you become family with them so that story is just one of hundreds i could tell you but 
um, one of my favorites for sure. Wonderful. That's really touching story and it it's amazing. It's inspiring, you know. Yeah. So yeah. So could you highlight some of the key programs and initiatives that the foundation has undertaken? Yes, so our therapeutic writing is for those with disabilities or diagnoses for mounted sessions. Um and for that you'll go to well for all of our programs you go to our website rainsprogram.org. We have a Reins of Valor program, which is our uh, veterans and active duty program offering equine assisted learning, unmounted sessions, um, kind of on an as-needed basis. So if there's somebody that's interested, we can create a program that works for you. Uh, we also have our um, uh, Mustard Seed Ranch collaboration, and they are working with foster and displaced youth and those with trauma. So if there's somebody that fits in that category, I can get you all the contacts you need for that program as well. Just again, rainsprogram.org or reach out to our office 760-731-9168 or me directly, Caitlin at rainsprogram.org. Great. So what are some of the biggest challenges uh, you have to face with the organization and how have you overcome them? Uh, funding is always our number one challenge uh, because as a nonprofit, we receive no government funding. Uh, we rely on uh, grants, our fundraisers, private and corporate donations. So we have, um, our community is so supportive that we uh, have been able to continually grow through the last 40 years. Uh, however, it's an ongoing uh, battle. You know, we have, a, we operate on a $1.3 million uh, budget. And so funding, 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 number one funding. <laughs> um, we've created a great grant writing team and event program uh, to help bring in some of those funds. And then doing things like this, you know, talking on um, the, the TAL radio show or, um, you know, local news channels, any kind of publicity that we can get and raise awareness for what we do uh, because we are really just trying to impact the world and move our mark in the disabled community. So, um, yeah, that's our number one challenge. <laughs> Great. I, I really feel, you know, this this organization deserves a lot of funding and people who are listening to it, I, I really wish they take the initiative to donate. So, um, is there any other way that uh, individuals can get involved with RAINS and contribute to its mission apart from, you know, the monetary help? Yeah, we have a substantial volunteer program. So our volunteers are basically the heartbeat of this program. There is no way that we could hold up our mission and complete these uh, integrative sessions unless we have our volunteers. We have about 150 weekly volunteers. Uh, we need 150 weekly volunteers. Um, if walking in lessons isn't really something that you're up for, you know, uh, grooming horses, tacking horses, gardening, uh, cleaning stalls, scrubbing water buckets, two of my favorite things actually. Um, but we have a, a variety of ways that you can get involved and help our program volunteer wise. Uh, for our special events, we do a lot of silent auctions. Donating auction items, that's fantastic. It brings in a lot of money for us. So um, if there's anything that rings a bell that you'd like to get involved, but you're not sure how, again, give us a call. Um, I, we, can, we can work in somehow. 
Great, Caitlin. So, lastly, on a more personal note, what are some of the lessons or insights that you have gained from your uh, experience at the foundation, and how have they influenced your own life and your values? You know, um, I think the biggest way that this program has really spoken to me as a person is to give to others. I grew up giving to others through rings, and I do it selfishly because it feels really good to help other people, and that is a perspective that can. It's hard to to teach somebody. You know, I have a seven-year-old daughter myself, and I'm working really hard to make sure she understands how good it feels to help others. Uh, and and that's really one thing that Reigns has taught me. It's it's not about um, understanding, or it's not about how somebody looks on the outside. It's understanding that they are who they are, and that's a wonderful thing. Uh, no matter no matter what, no matter what they're dealing with, they are a person that's fighting their own battles. And how we can help each other work through those battles is how we can make this world a better place. Wonderful, Caitlin. So, with our vast listeners of Tal Radio, I really wish people take the initiative to contribute to the foundation. And thanks a lot for joining us today and sharing thanks. your insights on raids. Your dedication is absolutely inspiring, Caitlin, and I really appreciate the good work that you're doing. Thank you, and you know, to to all you guys listening, if you if it's not raining to get involved with, go out find a nonprofit that you can get involved with, something that speaks to your heart. If you, you know, work with your passion, you, you know, you're never going to work a day in your life. You you're going to impact the world in a much bigger way outside of yourself. So if it's not at Rains, you know, find something else, uh, a nonprofit that you can impact in a substantial way. Great. There will. I I really have good listeners here. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, so thanks again for being a part of our show and I thank you. Thank you for taking time. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Thank you. So that was Caitlin Seward, Executive Director of Rain's Therapeutic Riding Program Foundation. Hope you find this interview insightful. And for more such interviews, stay tuned to Dal Radio, powered by Touch Your Life Foundation. And this is me, Sankhya, signing off for today. Take care, you all. You have just listened to Tal Radio Podcast. For more podcasts, visit www.touchalife.org.